every day of my priestly life, I offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Mine and your sacrifice, as I say, at the Orate Fratres. I do this for the good reason and unfortunate circumstance that we sin daily. How one might wish that it were not so. Count the number of people on earth and multiply this number by the proverbial seven times a day and you have a huge sum of human crime, great or small, committed daily against the Almighty. While everyone ought rightly to regret his sinfulness, for which he will be held accountable at the judgment, yet the foreseeing mind and expansive heart of God provided the atoning sacrifice of the Mass to be offered at the hands of his priests as a counterbalance to this enormous wave of human iniquity. The paralytic, carrying off his bed on his shoulders, is the focus of today's sacred liturgy, a picture which you ought to have fixed in your mind. The Son of Man, a favorite title our Lord used for himself, has the power on earth to forgive sins. Son of God, the other and more familiar title for him, more clearly indicates Christ's divine nature, whereas Son of Man would seem to say little about the one we confess to be the God-man, Christ. And yet, there's a reason in this gospel for the emphasis on this human side of Christ, so to say. And the clue to this is given in the clincher, the last line of the text. I quote, the multitude feared and glorified God who gave such power to men. The power of God is given, note the plural, to men, and not only to this man, Christ. This is a revelatory biblical text which acknowledges the priesthood by which means mere men have the divine power to remit sins. And so a priest is nothing if he is not an instrument of Christ rehabilitating sinners to the sacrament of confession, baptism being presumed, and the offering of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, 
A priest, in other words, is defined in the very nature of his being as one whose existence is due to men's sins, much as a medical doctor is defined in terms of maladies that afflict the body. It is in this connection of the priest's sin-forgiving and his offering of the sacrifice of Christ renewed on the altar that accounts for the rich and vivid words of the offertory chant that will be sung for this Mass. This antiphon recalls the sacrifices of Moses in which slain animals were burnt on the altar to create a sweet odor for the Lord. I allude to this every time I celebrate the High Mass upon blessing the incense at the offertory. I say in Latin, may God bless this incense and deign to receive it as an odor of sweetness. Now no more senseless beasts, but Christ himself is about to be sacrificed on the altar. Why? Because there are paralytics in need of a cure. You and I, in your lower nature, are the reason for my being here and for Christ to become present and to be offered up through my hands by your agreement and consent. This sacrificial action of the Mass finds its very reason in your sins for which you come to Mass communion being a thing apart, to make compensation and to appease the Lord. We ought not to think of the Mass in terms of adoring or of receiving communion only, essential and towering truths that these are. The Mass is the sacrifice of Christ, the victim, repeated slain in symbol, but truly offered on account of your and my sins. We would only have need of praise to God if there were no sins committed which needed expiation. The cured paralytic carrying his sickbed on his shoulders is a witness to a crippled state he no longer had. But he carries it about as a burden, as a symbol of penance for the paralyzing sins that once oppressed him. You likewise have to bear the burden of doing penance for what you did against God, 
and as a witness of God's mercy upon you, you would still be paralyzed, wasting away in your sins, except for the mercies of God extended to you through the ministry of your priests, confession, and the holy sacrifice. The gravity of sin weighs upon the soul of any Christian who has been forgiven. There is then a corresponding gravity to the celebration of the Mass because it is an atoning act of Christ pleading for mercy. This is accomplished through Holy Mass. The powers conferred on men by the imposition of the bishop's hands is the most marvelous gift that is known on earth. The priest materializes Christ's body, offers it up in sacrifice, appeases the just wrath of God, and draws down a rich abundance of grace and heavenly blessing. The introit antiphon for this Mass prays to God that priests, they're called prophets, may be faithful. The epistle asks that the priesthood may make them rich in all things, in all utterance and in all knowledge. The priest stands representing sinners, of which number he is himself one, and as a representative of Christ the priest. The world needs priests, not only as the bearers of God's truth, the truth about sin, about Christ's redemption, but also as agents of forgiveness and of the appeasing compensation for sins through the offering of the daily sacrifice of the Mass. Priests themselves need to be aware of what they were made to be, other Christs, preaching divine truth, echoes of God's words, and purifiers of mankind through their sacramental ministries. Once paralytics all, you come to Mass to offer Christ's sacrifice and to render thanks for the healing of your souls through the Church's priests. That of itself would be enough of a motive for the obligation, the obligation to hear Mass. And when the reality of Eucharistic communion is added on to this, the thoughtful Catholic is utterly effaced at the largesse of God. How unspeakably great 
is God's goodness to us.